0: gone with that mic in your hand it's time for school rock school with your hosts Dr. Joe Burns what if AI makes a new Millie vanilli song
1: I love Millie vanilli
0: that is a fake song by a fake band in a fake thing sung by fake people class is it. This is the Rock School Radio Show here on the Rock School Radio Network. My name is Joe Burns. You are...
1: Tammy Burns. Hey,
0: happy, uh, happy December. We're officially into the Now I Can Play Christmas Music to Death season. But we're not going to do that on this show today, which, by the way, is being brought to you in part by the CPB, the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Because this is a weekly show and because topics are sort of stuck in as they come along, I'm never really way out in front. I'm sometimes behind the curve, and I think I'm behind the curve on this. Back at the beginning of November, there was a brand new Beatles song that was released was called now and then i'm sure by now you've all heard of it and you've probably all heard the idea that it came from a john lennon demo tape that was done at just about the same time that he did free as a bird and real love which was released back in the 1990s on the beatles anthology albums the reason that it wasn't used at the time was because the vocals on the demo tape done by John Lennon back in the 70s were not clear. They weren't by themselves. The piano and the frequencies of the piano were fighting with it. I tell my students this all the time. When you are interviewing somebody, do whatever you can to not talk over them. Because if you talk over them, you've got two voices going at the same time. And you can't physically separate those voices. Except now you can. And that's what we're going to talk about today. What? How it was done. It's through AI. I'll tell you the the, the way to do it. Wait.
1: I'm talking over you now.
0: Right. If we wanted to.
1: Could you separate that?
0: Well, I'd have to get the software. But there are free versions out there. There's a man out there named rick beato b-e-a-t-o if you're not signed up for his youtube channel i highly suggest you do and his latest video well latest video back at the beginning of uh, november showed how it's done you take a piano and a voice you put it together you drop it in this ai and bink it separates so we're going to talk more about it where it came from all of that and uh, if it is if it is good that we're getting new Beatles songs, now, everyone's going to go absolutely yes, but we're going to talk about. What does this mean? Where does this end? And are other people using this A.I.? And absolutely they are. It's being done with artists that have already passed, like John Lennon. It's being done with live sets so you can get a better recording. And we got all that on the show today. So the new single, which is probably the last Beatles single, in fact, it's being pushed that way. It's called Now and Then. And what the beatles did which i thought was quite clever was there are no 45s anymore but they released the digitals as if it was a double a side 45 meaning two hits the other side of now and then this will be the last beatles single they put a 1962 recording uh of one of their earliest songs as the second one recorded so when you're talking about it it is literally now and, and then, then. It's oh, the bookends. Nice. As to the song, I like it. I, I would love to tell you that when I first heard it, now and then, that it it blew me out of the box. But it didn't. It was a slow song, and I'm thinking, you know, give me something up and peppy. But I kept playing it. And the more I played it, the more I thought, this is this is so very... John Lennon. It's blatant. He did it because I've also seen this. Really, isn't a John Lennon song. This was created in the studios. No, no, no. This John Lennon. Those of you who know music, it's got the four minor chords in a row. That's an extremely Lennon thing to do. It has a very odd meter when he's singing. Especially, it's a. I think it's the fourth line of the of the song. It's instead of following the legato that he had been singing previous. He goes, it's all because of you. And that again, that's a very Lenin thing to do. So out of the box, I didn't love it, but I tell you what, it has grown on me and I find myself running it through Spotify now and again when I'm on the, you know, I'm on my car audio and I'm tending to love it more. Hopefully you will too. If you haven't heard it yet, here it is. If you have heard it, uh, I think you're going to enjoy it. If you don't like it the first time, do what I do. Listen a couple more times because it, it'll grow on you. It'll grow on you like good stuff. It's Beatles on Rock School. song again it's it's a great one to end on it has really grown on me like good stuff I love Uh, the video so did I where they've got the old videos connected together every now and again you can see what they call the halo around the old pictures Uh, you can see it's being placed in like a green screen but not much not much and by the way if you're interested george martin's son is the person who is directing the strings section i'm assuming he also wrote it but honestly i don't know i should have looked that up how was it done well peter jackson as in the director peter jackson who did the beatles docuseries get back which, by the way, was glorious. It is the whole reason to have Disney Plus. Right. Past that, yeah, But <laughs> it was really good. What did he use? Well, it was something from Wingnut Films called an MAL, a Music Audio Learning Program. It's AI, is what it is, and what it does is separates tracks. So if a band is live and it is recorded as a mono situation and you explain to the software that there's a guitar, there's drums, there's bass, there's keyboard, that AI will separate the two of them or four of them into individual tracks. And if you want, we'll even stereoize them. And that's that's not hard to do. We can do that. This idea of pulling the vocal out of a song is not new. As a matter of fact, there's a, a free audio program called Audacity that, as of late, has a, a filter. You simply click it and it does it for you. Really? As long as the vocal is down the center, as long as it's not off to the left or off to the right, it will create an inversion of, uh, of the song and that'll cancel out the vocal. I do it for my students all the time and it just makes them go, uh, uh,
1: what? How does that happen?"
0: yeah, but that's not the way this works. It literally creates this separation of items. When Lenin was performing this demo and it was poorly recorded, it's a demo. That The whole point was to play it for somebody and go, look, this is what I'm trying to do and the piano sometimes got too loud and too soft and by the way you can hear the original demo online but you can hear it here as well here is the original you've heard the song here is the original demo of the song for about 20 seconds there you go. Song. Same song. same key. it. Yeah. However, you can hear that the piano is there and then not there and back and forth. And it's just the idea of trying to get multiple items into a single microphone. And it's possible Lennon wasn't on the mic solidly and off the mic. But anyway, it was a, it was basically a poor recording. What Jackson could do was use this A.I. to split it. And I think I mentioned this guy in the first uh, break. But go and look on YouTube for a fella named Rick Beato, B-E-A-T-O, and he takes uh, his review of the song. He takes the same thing, records his own vocals with a piano, and it splits them. Okay, fine. That's good. However, this is a thing that makes me go, ah, um, it was stated that absolutely nothing, nothing new, was created with this machine learning to create Lenin's voice. I don't think that's true. I, I really don't, because if you say nothing new was created, nothing new was made by the AI, then you're only using what was on the tape. And the the frequencies that are in the final are, are not there. So I, I, I think you're playing a little with words. You're right, nothing new was created, from John Lennon, but it didn't all come from the tape. They have Lennon's voice somewhere else. Remember, any voice, any instrument, any sound is not a single frequency. It's an entire sound envelope of frequencies. Now, I get it, you split them. You had to have used or allowed the machine to use Lennon's vocals from somewhere else. It's just not good enough a recording. That's what makes me kinda go, eh, hmm. Huh, is that good? If you're a Beatles fan, you bet. Absolutely. But now that we have it, now that you have Lennon's voice, what's to stop Paul McCartney from saying, "Okay, let's make an entirely new Beatles album."
1: Better and yet, John, and have
0: John Lennon do it.
1: Let's do the a uh, Burger King commercial.
0: Right, with now the Beatles would never go for that, but that's true. Why not use them in a Burger King commercial? And that's, that's where it starts to run into trouble. Look, it's the Beatles. So they can do no wrong, and right now I'm sure somebody is giving the finger to the radio or cursing my name, but I know it's the Beatles. But at the same aspect, where does this end? So we're going to talk about more of this being used, and it's a question of legal, it's a question of ethics, and all that kind of stuff. The song Free as a Bird from back in the 90s, 94 I believe... Same way it was a Lenin demo, but the vocal was strong enough to be pulled because we didn't have the AI. And I don't know, there's something that sits better in my soul about that. You may completely disagree, but we're going to talk about it. This is Free as a Bird on Rockstar. Because I'm yakety yakking so much, uh, we're going into the first break right now. And by the way, I just want to ask a quick question, get out of the break, because the vast majority of these discussions about A.I. and songs, they don't land squarely unless you can then play a song that shows what you're talking about. Right. And by the way, if I sound like I'm uh, doing a little bit of apology, oh, I am.
1: Oh, yeah. You're on a tour
0: right now. It's the, the you're the on the worldwide privacy tour. tour. Uh, no, it's the Beatles. And there's a cognitive dissonance in that someone or something you like always gets a stronger pass than something you don't.
1: Well, they're getting the first pass. Sure,
0: I don't want this to so, be done by them, but listen, the Beatles, yeah.
1: Everybody that does it after this point?
0: Yeah, now gotta, we can Oh,
1: now, now we you can talk. rip it you can tear it apart. Or right? you're
0: just ripping off the Beatles. Mm-hmm. Um, so real quick, let me ask a question and we'll get out and play another song for you. Right now, investment firms like Hypnosis are buying music catalogs. They bought Fleetwood Mac, not Fleetwood Mac, but uh, Christine McVie. Right. They bought, uh, you know, Tina Turner and all that and, and a bunch of other ones. How long before Hypnosis, thanks to AI, just simply purchases an artist's music name, face, and sound.
1: I think it's happening right now. It
0: probably or is. It,
1: you know, yeah.
0: Contracts are set up, so instead of just buying what exists, they can have an entirely new catalog of music created with writers and performers, if not all AI. So, if you want an entirely new Tina Turner album, here you go. Here you go. Ooh. Right now, here's my question. Uh huh. What if AI? makes a new Millie Vanilli song.
1: I love Millie Vanilli. That
0: is a fake song by a fake band in a fake thing sung by fake people. I think time would stop. Absolutely. Who's listening to us?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop. WWBZ, Hyden, Kentucky. Excellent. Back in a minute here on Rock School.
0: the break was going on you asked me about copyright right now copyright flat out says a machine can't have copyright it's got to be a a thinking human being no however some people have you know played the system and kind of half this half that can a machine win a grammy
1: it's going to.
0: Well, it almost did. There's a song called Heart on My Sleeve that was released in April by a person named Ghostwriter. He has since been outed, but I, I don't know who he is, nor do I care, because that's not part of this whole thing. And what he did was use AI to mimic the vocals of Drake and The Weeknd. Now, this is more along the lines of what people think about when they hear about AI and modern music. Neither of the stars were involved In this piece, Ghostwriter simply sang and recorded the music himself as close to how Drake and The Weeknd perform and then used A.I. to turn his voice into Drake and the other. As a matter of fact, he also, there was no drums. He just kind of went, and the drums then, through A.I., became drums. Wow. The keyboards, I mean, he hummed the hmm, and the keyboards became those hums so you don't even have to have stunning musical ability you just got to come close all right grammy the grammys made it eligible the grammys made it eligible recording academy ceo uh, harvey mason jr said since the song was written by a human and performed by a human it fits forget the vocal of drake and the weekend when the nominations came out, the song was still on there. However, apparently something went on in the background, because the Grammys are known for making mistakes like this, giving Best New Artist to Milli Vanilli and not giving the the first heavy metal Grammy to Metallica, who was the such blatant winner. Apparently it's all been changed. The song is indeed up for a Grammy. However, it's the original Vocal by the original person, ghostwriter. Yeah, the record labels asked for the song to be taken down. However, there was nothing that can be done. Here's the problem with AI you can't copyright your voice. Gilbert Godfrey could not copyright this thing here. You can't copyright a performance. Even the guy that says, Let's get ready to rumble. You can't copyright. The performance, what he copied, what he did was trademarked that line. But if somebody wanted to say, let's get ready to fight a whole lot with the same <laughs> performance, you right? can. You can do it. So, this thing that this ghostwriter made, perfectly legal under the current laws of copyright.
1: Whoa. There
0: you go. Want to hear it? Yeah. Hard on my sleeve. This is the one with Drake and The Weekend, but not really here on Rock School my ex, flat, she? Know she need, need, she my best, my heart with a knife, my was with that, Okay, well, there's the song. It would be so easy for me to just say, Well, that's just dumb. It's not. The kid wrote a hit. I like it. Yeah, I don't even care for that kind of sort of semi-rap, semi-sing type stuff, but it's a hit. I understand why it was popular. My daughter listened to it. But when you hear somebody go, oh... I knew it wasn't Drake. No, you don't.
1: No, I didn't. You you
0: did you might know now that you're listening to it, but until you got that separation of knowledge where somebody said that's not Drake, that's AI. Then you may talk yourself into it. But if the first time you heard that, you just knew it wasn't Drake, I don't buy that. It's getting that good. What's it gonna be in
1: five years? I don't Taylor Swift everywhere.
0: It, it could be. It could be. We're going to do seven days in a minute, but I started talking about copyrights and made the statement, you can't copyright a voice or a performance. It already exists in terms of what is allowed. If the guy redid a Drake song, then he'd be in copyright concern. If he redid a Weekend song, then he'd be in concern because those two songs already exist and are already under copyright. But he wrote the song, Ghostwriter, wrote the song himself, so it's perfectly fine. Copyright's implied. He owns the copyright. So is there nothing that an artist can do? Yes, there is. Publicity laws. What it normally means is you protect your name, your image, your likeness from being exploited without your permission. Well, doesn't that sound like Drake could come after this kid on that alone? Oh, yeah. Yeah, but he can't. Why? Publicity laws are state laws. They're not laws that cover the entire United States.
1: Ooh, that's about to change. Huh? If
0: you it might be. If you're in New York or California, there are explicit statutory rights. As a matter of fact, Bette Midler sued the Ford Motor Company because they used a sound like, a sound alike. And the the vocal was allowed. That's not what she won the case on. She didn't win it on copyright, because you can't copyright your voice. But what she did win was because they dealt with publicity laws. So there you go. If you write a song and you have Eminem perform it, as the laws stand right now, as long as you're not profiting... You're
1: fine. Wow. You're fine. Wow.
0: Alright, let's do 7 Days and 70 Seconds. These be the dates. November 27th all the way through December 3rd. You got Monday, Tammy. Go.
1: November 27, 1991, Freddie Mercury's funeral is held in London. His ashes are given to a longtime friend, Mary Austin and she places them in an undisclosed area.
0: November 28, 1964, Willie Nelson makes his grand old Opry debut. November 29,
1: 1975, Silver Convention's Fly Robin Fly hits number 1 in America. The disco tune has a few lyrics because the German group, they can't speak English. November
0: 30th, 1977, Bing Crosby's last Christmas special airs. This is the one with the duet between Bing and David Bowie.
1: December 1, 1958, Life magazine invents the phrase Teen Idol when they use it to describe Ricky Nelson.
0: December 2, 1983, Michael Jackson's 14-minute thriller video airs for the first time on MTV. And then December 3rd, 1964, the animated TV special, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, debuts on CBS. Uh. Okay. Now, again, I'm going to give you an example or two of people doing pretty much what the Beatles did. And you got to ask yourself, is this good? Is this correct? Should we be doing this? Nina Simone and Otis Redding, both of their estates have a company that owns them. And what they're doing now is using something called audio shakes to take her recordings and break them into tracks. Okay, fine. I mean, you you might get a better recording, but what they're also doing is having secondary music written to it. So instead of just being her and a piano, now it's her piano, drum, bass, guitar, and all those other things, More uh, things stuck huh? in there. And you say, well, isn't that exactly what the Beatles did? Yes. Yes, it is. But this was a performance of her, and it's all put in there. Is, is, that, is that good? Why can't we just use the regular recording? It's a, the it's a same question I had with the Beatles' uh, redoing of Sgt. Pepper. The new one, the remixing, it's too today. And I don't want today. Right. I want what it sounded like when the Beatles did it. I just don't like it. And do do we really want to change Nina Simone?
1: I don't think so. Here it is
0: on Rock School.
1: Ain't got no home. Ain't got no shoes. Ain't got no money.
0: Ain't got no class. Ain't got no skirts Ain't got no sweaters Ain't got no perfume Ain't got no love Ain't got no faith I ain't got no culture Ain't got no mother Ain't got no father Ain't got no brother Ain't got no eyes Got my oh, 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 oh. Got I have a question into the second break by the way about live music if you're listening to live music Should there be any production done that includes new recordings of the instruments? You know what I'm talking about? I I, do. I can give examples. Uh, One of the Kiss Alive, Alive, apparently almost all the instruments were re-recorded and either used or mixed in. This is before AI. There's also a belief system that the Van Halen Live Without a Net, the entire drum tracks were re-recorded in the 5150 studios. So that's, that's what I'm talking about. Is that something that you, Tammy Burns, would consider uh, good?
1: Uh, or should it be live?
0: Should it be live?
1: I I think it should be live. That's
0: kind of the way I feel, too. We don't like the recording. Do it again. Aren't you on tour? Right. You know what I mean? According to Scene Magazine, Nirvana bassist Chris Novoselic wants to use AI to complete old Nirvana
1: demos
0: and clean up. Live recordings. Oh, no. The 30th anniversary of In Utero album has got some live tracks, and Novoselic stated they took the tracks to AI to separate the instruments to get a good mix. Now, here's my question. When you mix something, you clean it up you separate it into a stereo spectrum. So you have what's known as an aural representation, not oral, aural for your ears, representation of like where they were on stage and and all of that. Is that the way the audience heard it? I doubt it. That's what I'm wondering. Did they hear it like that? So are they getting exactly what it was live? No. So that's my question. Is that what you want? Is that good? Should the live stuff be cleaned up? I don't know what's right or wrong. I do this with my students all the time and they hate me for it. I don't know what's right or wrong, but I am interested to hear the students think about it, process it, critically think it, and send it back at me. I think that's a good thing to do. And music they love. So I would get an answer or not. So if you're my student, would you rather just hear the recording or do you want it separated, cleaned up, instruments added, da 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 da, da?
1: Probably. The student's probably going to want everything done. And I can tell you, I hear I hear money signs. I hear money yeah. just uh, nirvana. Uh, they're going to do it. They're going to clean this up and put out whatever.
0: Well, not only are they going to do it, they did it. As a matter of fact, here's about 20 seconds of no. one of the live songs. Here you go. Okay, so there you go. I don't think that's the way the audience heard it, but therein lies the question. Is this bad? There's no such thing as bad or good. There is what you think. And I kind of want to hear it the way it was, but then again, I love the Kiss Alive album. So I'm hypocritical three ways again. So who is listening to us?
1: I think they're listening to it. It may be somebody else. <laughs> KWIT in K O J I Sioux City, Iowa.
0: Fantastic. Back in a minute here on Rock School. <laughs> out Of the break, some of you might be going, Geez, this newfangled thing of having people sing with those who have passed that I don't know, man. That's weird. It ain't new, it ain't new by any stretch of the imagination. I did radio for 12 years, I own one platinum record. It was given to me by the head of Electra Entertainment, and I mean, I'm, I'm sitting in my office. And the, the person, you know, who's at the front desk says, Joe, you need to come out here. Why? The head of Electra Entertainment is out here. And I said, really? Is the Easter Bunny with him, too? And I expected to see you or something like that. And there he was. And he had, I think it was three uh, platinum records for us. It was one for the station, one for me, and one for, at the time, uh, Melinda, who was the music director. And I say right. her name because I'm, I'm of the opinion she listens to this. The song was Unforgettable by Nat King Cole and his daughter. That was 1991. So, look, this is already being done. And the reason I got the, the record is because, like many songs that become hits or albums, there, there was no interest in it when it first came out. It just kind of languished and blah, blah, blah. And what they needed were a few radio stations to get a hold of it and hang on. Now, I'm not saying I'm a genius and could see past everybody else. Goodness knows I've made a lot of mistakes picking music. But this one, I don't know, something in my head said this is a hit. So I hung on to it like a dog, and I was allowed to be a reference to other radio stations. They'd call and say, you having success with this? Is this one? i yeah, you got to try it. And... That's where I got
1: the platinum record from. Wow. As a
0: matter of, no, I don't have it in here. I got it in my office. Wow,
1: great story. It's
0: the real thing, too. It's not a, the the physical record is in platinum, come on. But it has the RIAA seal on it and and all of that. So, look, this is nothing new. It's just how it's being done. And maybe it's just that I'm too old, the music's too loud, and I want you kids to get off my lawn.
1: (laughs) yes. Yes.
0: Here you go. It's unforgettable on Rock School.
1: Unforgettable,
0: that's what you are. There you go, Natalie Cole and Nat King Cole, unforgettable. Here's the thing you might think, well, of course it was done once, maybe twice. Oh no. Uh, Tony Bennett and Billie Holiday. Billie Holiday had passed, God Bless the Child, took her 1941 vocals and stuck it with Bennett's 1997 version for Tony Bennett on holiday. Celine Dion and Elvis Presley sang If I Could Dream in 2007. There was no Elvis in 2007. Right. Snoop Dogg and Tupac Shakur at Coachella. Everybody calls it a hologram, and it wasn't a hologram. It was basically a projection. There was a name for it, but they shot it down to the ground, onto a mirror, and then back up to a uh, sort of a concave piece of glass, and it looked like a a true human being. But uh, it, it was him playing with somebody who had passed. Rod Stewart and Ella Fitzgerald, Merry Christmas, baby. Fitzgerald had passed. Robbie Williams sang with Frank Sinatra on his album *Swing When You're Winning*. They sang it was a very good year. Lauren Hill and Bob Marley. Now Lauren Hill is married to Marley's son, so probably it was easier to get the rights. For yeah, it. you would but think. Yeah, huh? the, the vocals from Marley were 1977. Whoa! Turn your lights down low. It was. Kenny G sang along, not sang along, but played along with Louis Armstrong. What a wonderful world. Lisa Marie sang with her father on Don't Cry Daddy.
1: I remember that. Yeah.
0: The Notorious B.I.G., Diddy, Nellie, Jagged Edge, and Avery Storm had a song called Nasty Girl. There you go. What's funny, it was on an album called Duets. One, two, three, four, five, six people on that (laughs) duet, ladies and gentlemen. (sighs) There's a recent recent version of Love Me Tender. It's Barbara Streisand and and elvis wow how about that wow and then the one we're going to play and the, the reason i'm playing this one it's the earliest version of it that i know of it's the earliest version where two people are singing together if i'm wrong by all the means let me know unforgettable was 1991. however in 1988 remember the the videos were getting big on the mtv all those young kids hank williams jr did a duet with his father, singing "Tear in My Beer."
1: Yes, and I
0: looked at it because I remembered it being played. I looked at it, and you can see it. Mm-hmm. You can. See, this isn't real. He's just in front of a screen, and they're adding in later and all that kind of stuff. And you you think to yourself, "Well, you're being picky, Joe." No, I'm not. If you look at 1988, and then you look at what the Beatles did oh. with "Now and Then," wow, I, the it it just has gone crazy what it's what i i call and i'm the only person that calls it that it's the madden football idea you know what's madden football look like today i mean it's only slightly less than reality and i remember seeing or playing the first madden football that was what eight bit that kind of thing just in what is that 30 years and they say technology is squaring every i don't know certain number of years But imagine, this is what we went from 1988 to
1: 2023. I know, it's crazy.
0: What's it going to be in 2030? Are we here? Are we? Well, I'm here because I have my stents in. Ooh. But... Do we
1: have an electric... I mean, a, a car that flies?
0: I don't... No, no. Absolutely not.
1: Doggone it.
0: Yeah, because when you watch the beginning of the Jetsons and he sends Elroy, mm-hmm. Elroy oh, fell mm-hmm. to his death. Da, da, so da, da, they got da, da, rid da, da, da. of uh, of flying cars. Aww. Yeah. You, you wouldn't think that would have happened, you know, but it did. They got another child actor to... It's a cartoon, <laughs> folks. Stop typing. So hey, go enjoy the Beatles single. It is great. But then ask yourself, as if you're talking to students, is this good? And and then extrapolate it. Where's it going? It's always a it's always a good discussion. I'm Joe Burns. I'm Tammy Burns. That's it. Class is dismissed. There's a tear in my beard. I'm